own free will Say you want to go exploring You got to find some truth You can't stand one more day of Christians Shouting down at you You say you don't dig politics That never was your bag People who could run for office Wave their private Good morning, good morning, good morning, and welcome to another edition of the Sunday Forum here on WMNF 88.5 Tampa, Sarasota, St. Pete. This is your host, Walter L. Smith II, along with the members of the 4th Estate crew. I think we got, uh, let's see, Miko, good morning. Good morning. How you doing? Good, how are you? Doing well, doing well, doing well. And uh, let's see, we got Lori. What's going on? I'm just here, enjoying the vibe. <laughs> yeah? You vibing? Uh-huh. All right, Sunday okay. morning. All right, all right. And Mabili, what's up, man? Hey, what's up, what's everybody? What's going on? How you feeling, brother? You okay? Yeah. Yep. No headphones back here, so I'm not hearing everything. Oh, you're not hearing? Oh. Okay, we got to get you some headphones, brother. <laughs> we got to let you hear everything, bro. So how's everybody doing? Everybody okay? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everybody's good? Mm-hmm. All right, so we're going we're going to have a great time today. Um in the news. We're going to start out with some news and announcements and things. Um I can tell you we had a great time yesterday on the Toxic Bus Tour. 
Um, I know Candy Lowe had her Black Business Bus tour. Yeah, I saw, and, I saw, I saw a Facebook yeah, post about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, that went well, apparently. Um, I know that we did had a great time at the <coughs> Toxic Bus Tour. Um, we want to sh- give a great shout-out. Let, let me just start with this. I want to thank publicly um, the lone elected official that came out yesterday. Um, he called me several times last week, y'all, and he was determined to be on this Toxic Bus Tour. Because he wanted to learn more about what was going on, how, um, you know, how things were were as were going the way they were going, why people are having these energy burdens, why they're getting the shutoffs, why they can't afford their bills, why people are getting sick, what's the public health issues, what's the what's the source of public health issues and things. He came out, Guido Maniscalco, Councilman Guido Maniscalco, thank you for coming out. Um, your presence meant everything. It meant everything. Um, one of the questions that was asked along the way prior to the prior to the uh, the actual bus tour was, you know, who are you know what what's the reason for the for the energy burden, right? Um, that's happening from from our energy companies, more specifically Tico in Hillsborough County is Tico, right? Um, what you know? What's the source of it? What's the source of some of the illnesses that we're getting? Why do we have the the carbon emissions that we're getting, the high carbon emissions? And um, as we researched and talked about it, we opened up the the um, uh, the discussion lines of discussions yesterday on the bus, and it was tremendous. Um, so Guido Maniscalco, thank you for coming out because one of the questions was, who are some of the people? We want to identify the people who are do we put in office mm-hmm. who really, honestly, you know, they, you know, if you don't say anything about this, if you don't learn anything about it, learning about it is the biggest thing. If you don't learn anything about it, then, you know, you're guilty of allowing it to happen. <clears throat> you're guilty of allowing it to happen. You know, um, I know somebody once told me, you know, your silence uh, on certain issues allows you. It, was it was it some shows you're complicit mm-hmm. with those issues, right? Um, especially when it's something that's unseen, something that that people have not paid attention to, right? And and something that people just don't have a voice about, right? These people have operated, Lord, with some really with pure impunity no one has said anything about it no one everybody's allowed them to give a they, they gave them a rate hike they gave them a, they gave them an increase they gave them an increase so that we can pay for them to continue to do the things that they do to so that they can so we can pay for their bad behavior so we can pay for the remediation that they know they have to do I do have a question real quick sure have you heard of people having trouble with the budget bill that Tico has? Yes. Because I'm not from Tampa, and I've uh, been here for only a couple years now, but I met this wonderful lady, Miss Alexis, who lives over in Tampa Outlook. Mm-hmm. Her budget or her budget bill was $3,000. Whoa. Yeah. Are you serious? I'm dead serious. I can show you the pictures, too. 
This, you know, <laughs> but this is what we're talking about. This is why we're here. This is what we're talking about. You know, we have to have those voices, right? We have to have people who like Miss Alexis, Miss Alexis, to show us those things, to talk about those things, so that we can do something about it, mm-hmm. right? I mean, if we're gonna, if if we are the Sunday Forum, if we are the voice of the people, if we are to be the mobilizers, the ones to help people to move, to get to to do something and organize against the the so-called machine, or to create some sort of policies that are, that are going to create a better uh, quality of life for the people um, that have no voice, then what are we doing, right? right? Mm-hmm. And and so yeah, we want to hear from her. <clears throat> we definitely want to hear from her. We want to hear okay, about I'll, that. I reach so out gonna, to her. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Let's, let's do that. Let's do that. Um, okay. Uh, so yeah, it was great. Guido Maniscalco, thank you for coming out. Um, Councilman Guido Maniscalco from the City Council, Tampa City Council, came out. He participated. We really appreciated him coming out. Uh, the Eastern Stars, the Order of the Eastern Stars came out. They came out. I was really excited to see that. Um, these ladies led by um, their grandworthy matron, um, uh, Annette Jenkins, Miss Ann, as we call her in the community, uh, thank you for coming out. Uh, they came out in full force and brought people with them. We really appreciate that. Uh, and all the other folks that came out there, I want to thank my wife and my son. They came out. Um, I want to thank Anthony Youngblood uh, Tours. Uh, he Listen, Anthony Youngblood is a brother that owns several buses, and he has done a tremendous job in making certain that we are able to get from point A to point B at our respective bus tours. Uh, he's worked for years with Candy Lowe. Um, and her business, Black Business Bus Tour, which, as I said before, did very well yesterday. Uh, shout out to them. And, uh, and, and he's worked with me for the past year and a half now uh, with my uh, Toxic Bus Tour. So this has been a tremendous, tremendous um, showing, and we really appreciate this. Really appreciate it. Um, now, news. Mm-hmm. News. What we got? What we got? Make me happy. Tell me something nice. Oh, I don't know about this one. <laughs> tell me something. Tell me something. Tell me something. Um, so the Tampa City Council voted on the budget for the next fiscal year, 2023. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of the things they were talking about was they were saying housing is our number one priority. It was the number one bullet point on the slide they mm-hmm. gave. And tell me why. they were, All they did was search under the couch cushions for money. We asked them, hey, Move fifty million from the general fund to rental assistance now, because people are getting evicted now. Tampa's this past month has been one of the highest eviction rates in a while, right? And you know they they did scrounge for money, which like is overall a good thing. But the people, the housing coalition, so that's um, Florida Rising, Tampa Bay Community Action Committee, which I'm a part of, mm-hmm. PSL. And um, the tenants unions here were all saying we need substantial money to be moved from the general fund to rental assistance. And that's already a program that's set up here in Tampa where um, it helps people stay in their homes or it helps them move to a lower uh, rental unit. 
which is a great system, but we need that to be properly funded and that needs an exorbitant amount of money and it needs to all be spent on renters, which one of the, um, some of the money that they got for this upcoming year is rollover from the the last time, which there shouldn't be any rollover. Absolutely not. People need uh, money now. People need to stay in their homes and they need stability now. So that's what was happening here. Well, there shouldn't have been, you're right, Mm -hmm. there shouldn't be any rollover. And, And there is no reason why those monies should not have been prioritized and utilized already, mm-hmm. right? So, council, we got to get on it. We got to get on it because we got to get these people some housing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I didn't know it until I was at the meeting, but you can amend the budget afterwards, which is very interesting. Oh, yes, absolutely. They, absolutely. they always presented, presented it like, uh, this is it, this is all you got. Oh, uh, I see, I see. <laughs> You're a rookie. <laughs> a little. I'm learning. I'm it's learning. all right. You're learning. learning. You're learning. It's okay. It's all right. It's all right. Yes, the budget can be amended. And what, what, what troubles me quite often is what the amendments are. Mm-hmm. Right? How, how the amendments are made and what they prioritize those amendments to be. Right? How is money, how is money spent? Where is it going to go? Um... You know, we've got to do better. We have to do better with regard to understanding, um, number one, that that things have to, that they can be amended, that the budget can be amended, number one. Mm-hmm. Number two, <clears throat> we have to make sure that the appropriate priorities are set with regard to um, the budget that has been, that has been put forth. Mm-hmm. Um, what are we, what are we, what are we putting this money towards? The, the highest percentage of the general fund is to the police, and that is 36%. And it was put forward by a council member to have 10% of the budget be towards housing, but they couldn't reach that. Why? Because it's not their number one priority. Mm. We want to hear from you all about this. We want to hear from you about this. Eight one three two three nine nine six six three. We want to hear from you about this, about the budget and the priorities that are set forth by the council. Um, and I also just want to say that it's also the the mayor can creates the budget and then sends it to the council to be approved. So it's a two part thing. Right, right, right. Where the priorities seem to be very aligned in a direction that's not what the people want. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. We want to make sure that, that that's that that's the case because if we don't do that, then wow, we're gonna have more of the same thing. And not to mention the fact we don't want a repeat situation where we have a disaster that's coming in, mm-hmm. right? We see a possible disaster that's that's going to hit our shores, and what are we gonna do now? <laughs> uh- but, they're, they're taking away money from essential resources to fund housing, which is, again, not what the people wanted. Wow. <laughs> All right. Tampa Bay, baby. Tampa Bay. All right. We're going to do something about this. We'll, we'll, we're going to talk about this again at some point. We're going to track it. Mm-hmm. Make sure that we, that we stay on top, right? Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. What's next? What we got next? I, I do have some good news. So yes. Last week, I did talk about the ongoing trial of Andrew Joseph III, which yes. has concluded this past Thursday in a historic landmark case against the Hillsborough County Sheriff's Office. So, uh, um, the Hillsborough County Sheriff's Office was found liable for the death of Andrew Joseph. Wow. Which we, I mean, the facts were all there. Right. And this case showed, and in the courtroom showed, that HCSO was lying, was misconstruing evidence. And at, even at one point, the judge had to say, you cannot manufacture the, the facts in this case. Wow. And so it shows that, and even after with the statement put out by HCSO and how they were acting within the courtroom, they do not want to be held responsible. They don't believe they're responsible, which they are. They were legally found responsible because they did not follow Florida law and call the parents of Andrew Joseph, mm. Mm. which is Florida law. When you take a minor into custody, you need to call their parents to right. let them know what's happening. Right, right. That that was sad. That was very sad. Um, when um, Andrew came to the to to us um, in the Sheriff's Black Advisory Council. Our hearts, my heart, my remember, my heart dropped. Mm-hmm. My heart dropped, and I could not. Fat. I had an idea of how he felt because I, the worst, the worst thing on earth, the worst thing on earth is to lose a child. And I have a son, and I have a daughter. And I can tell you right now, it, it, even as a grandfather now. You know, I, I look, I cannot imagine, I cannot imagine the anguish that this man and his and, and his wife went through. I mean, to get a phone call after the fact. Mm-hmm. The day after. The day after? Like it was the next, it was, it was in the morning mm-hmm. when they received the phone call to come and, and, and identify this son. I, I remember him telling us that. And I, and and the the look on his face, I know he wanted to cry. I know he wanted to cry then, but he was he was so strong. He sat there and he told us what told us everything that went down in hopes that we'd be able to do something. Um gosh, man, I listen, shout out to you. I'm glad that that this there's some resolution with this thing, um, but you know, um, and my heart goes out to the family, mm-hmm. definitely. Yeah, the family uh, from the damages of just the, the how long the trial took. It's been eight years yeah. since Andrew passed away. Yeah. Um, so the family was awarded fifteen million dollars. Yes. It, under the Wrongful Death Act, which I think is appropriate, maybe not even. And um, they said they're gracious for this win and they thank God, but it's not the end because they're working to end qualified immunity, which um, yes. is, a, is a barrier that allow, allows police to kind of run free. Well, qualified immunity, is not, exactly. Qualified immunity is also the issue with regard to um, the Citizens Review Board, mm-hmm. right? Uh, it's the one thing that keeps us um, as citizens from being able to question the police um, about their actions, um, their their actions and conduct, mm-hmm. and has been the barrier 
with regard to giving us as citizens who would be on the Citizens Review Board to be able to subpoena, have subpoena power, mm-hmm. right? That's what that's part of what stops that, mm-hmm. right? So um, I'm glad that 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 they're taking on that that battle, mm-hmm. right? Um, we stand with you on that issue, folks. Um, gosh, wow! There are no words. There are no words. Mm-hmm. And no words. I mean, currently here in Tampa, we're pushing for. Uh, subpoena power and the CRB to have its own independent council, which yeah. the city council will be voting on to put it on our ballots, which right. we want that on our ballots. We right. want the people to decide what happens because when uh, the police are questioned for what they have potentially done or a situation, they get to know all the names of the complainants. They get to know all the evidence. They get to know everything before anyone asks them any questions. Right. And that's just not fair. No, and, and what's what's more is, up until now, the citizens review the citizens review board has only been able to um, review cases that have already been closed. Mm-hmm. Wow! Hey, we're on the move. We're on the move, right? So that's that's a positive. That's a positive. Anything else? Uh, that's all I got for my news. All right, all right. <laughs> we, we do right. have a caller on the line. Caller. Mm-hmm. Caller. All right. Welcome to the Ca- Sunday Forum. Caller, you're on the Sunday Forum. Uhuru. Uhuru, what's going on, brother? What's going on, brother African? You all right? Man, I got no complaints and no problems I cannot solve. All right, all right, all right. I wanted to um, chime in and say that I really appreciate Yumiko uh, bringing up Drew Joseph. One of the things that must be said is uh, not, not only, you know, that they still the the county or that, you know, they, they, they lost the son and this you know, the anguish and, um, you know, they sued the county. But I, what's important to point out is that despite the, the anguish, the hurt, and I, and I know something about that, despite the anguish and hurt and, and all that kind of stuff, you've got to fight. You've got to fight. You cannot give up. You've got to fight. Even when you're hurt, mm-hmm. even when you're hurt in the worst way, you've got to fight. Even if the battle takes eight years and it looks like, you know, uh, you, you know, you have a couple obstacles and setbacks and, and sometimes it looks like uh, you, you won't win. You've got to fight. And so that is the reason why Andrew Joseph Jr. Will, and his wife, Deanna Joseph, and, and, and everybody around in the family will forever be remembered. They are historically significant because of their will to fight despite the tragedy, despite the pain, despite the anguish that we all imagine they must have felt. Um, they, they, they fought, you know, and, and, and I'm going to say this thing about the city, uh, the city council, uh, city council, um, not passing this, uh, whatever, not doing what people want them to do with the money. You know, there was a guy named Fidel Castro <laughs> who uh, didn't like what the people uh, who controlled the government doing with the money. And, you know, he made some moves to make sure that the people who uh, had these houses, that they that were single-family homes, looked like apartment buildings down there on the, on the uh, West Walk or West River or whatever they call that new stuff they're doing in Tampa after they run all the Africans out. Uh, you know, they, they had these single-family homes look like that. And, and Cash would say, no, that's wrong. Why, why there were homeless people on the street? Cash would say, no, that's wrong. What we got to do is make sure that the, everybody can have some, you know, somewhere to live. And, and so the people who met with Castro. Even to this day, people like they he took my granddaddy house and all this stuff. But he, you know, the point was, uh, you know, the government wasn't, wasn't doing what 
uh, what the people needed the government to do, and so a new government had to come in because um, uh, the, the, I wanted to comment on the qualified immunity thing you raised. I don't know. I don't know if you mind me being loyally for a second. Mm. Is that all right? Go ahead. Go ahead, brother. So qualified immunity is different from statutory immunity, which and I don't know much about the CRB and how it works. But in my view, um, I, I don't know if qualified immunity is necessarily the block to. Um, to the CRB is statutory immunity, and there are ways to attack that statutory immunity. And we should talk about that. So qualified immunity says that when there's a government actor, state actor, uh, uh, what the question is when, when looking for whether this person gets qualified immunity, it's kind of like it's two prongs. But first, you have to identify that person as a state actor. Then the two prongs are whether there was a constitutional violation and whether that constitutional violation was a violation of well-established law. Well-established law is a uh, law established by the highest court of the state, uh, the 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 circuit court uh-huh. that governs that particular uh, state. Uh, like, for example, we're in the 11th Circuit. 11th Circuit handles 11, uh, Alabama, Georgia, Florida. And so it would be uh, Florida Supreme Court, 11th Circuit, and uh, the Florida Supreme Court. If they came with a decision that said something about this particular conduct that's in question, then that would be considered well-established law. So, the, the two again, the two prongs, whether there is a constitutional violation and whether that uh, violation is a violation of well-established law, that's qualified immunity. It's all objective. It's, it's Federal. It's a federal thing. On the other hand, you have what you call statutory immunity in uh, Florida and, you know, other states, too, but we're talking about Florida now, right? So in Florida, you have statutory immunity, which uh, is governed by uh, uh, Florida Statute 76829A. And that statute, uh, it, it, so 768, uh, you know, is, is the whole chapter. But when you start talking about immunity, it's 768289 and uh, that is a thing where the question becomes whether uh, whether the cop, uh, the the state actor, uh, is entitled to statutory immunity, not not qualified immunity, but statutory immunity based on their conduct. And they are, and, and state actors in Florida are not entitled to st- uh, to statutory immunity if their behavior was uh, if their conduct exhibited bad faith. Malicious, kind, uh, malicious purpose or willful want and reckless disregard for human rights, human safety, or human property. And so, like, there's a difference. And I think that uh, if, if that's understood by the board or whoever's trying to uh, make sure that we can get this subpoena power, we can make a better argument that says that, you know, just like the statute says, um, you know, these people don't get statutory immunity if their conduct exhibited uh, bad faith, willful, uh, bad faith, versus purpose, willful, one, uh, reckless disregard. We can say that these people who, uh, if there's a case where there's an allegation that police, uh, uh, exhibited bad faith, malicious purpose, willful, one, disregard, then we should be able to subpoena that. We should be able, you know, uh, we should be able to have subpoena power in those cases. Just like there's a statutory exemption for, um, the, uh, you know, for the statutory immunity. So, I mean, that, I think that's a good argument. I, I wanted to, I really appreciate you uh, bringing that up. So I wanted to point that out in case uh, that distinction is helpful and uh, arguments moving forward. Because if the Florida, if the Florida legislature thinks that these people should not be exempt, should not have statutory immunity based on certain kinds of conduct, then they shouldn't have protection, in my view, from uh, the city uh, count, count, uh, uh, yeah, city council. 
Right. If you wanted to call them scoundrels, I had a thing that I, was, <laughs> I worked on uh, has, that has is at the top of my head. But yeah, you know, yeah, they shouldn't get uh, statutory, uh, you know, some kind of protection from uh, the city council. If, if the state says they don't deserve protection, then the argument should be the city to follow the state legislature and not protect these people in those instances. And I'm not suggesting that, you know, subpoena power should not be universal, uh, uh, you know, like meaning that every every case uh, that comes before the board, should, uh, or, the, or the board should have subpoena power for every case that comes before. I'm not suggesting that, that's, uh, that, that, that that shouldn't happen. I am suggesting, however, that for sure it seems just following the pattern of the state legislature, legislature that um, the board should have subpoena power over these cases where there are allegations of uh, things like bad faith, which is perfect of willful and reckless disregard. Right. Does that make sense? Absolutely, absolutely. And let me just say about that because I, I think I said a lot, man. No, 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 no. I but there, there, there. I'm sure, I'm sure there should be some questions from the public. I'm sure. Uh, one of the biggest things that that has been historically the issue has been the issue of qualified immunity. That has been the the block, and that and that was a Florida a part of the Florida statute that protected them from being protected law enforcement officers from being questioned. But, well, I'm telling you, that's wrong. That is, that is wrong. I'm telling you, that's okay. absolutely wrong. Okay, okay. Because qualified immunity is a federal thing. And, and let me just say this. Let me say this. Go ahead. Go ahead. Would that be in the case? What you've done then in that case is you've basically made the case for the ability of the the uh, CRB to have exactly what they need. Mm-hmm. Because that that has been that's been the explanation that is that was given by uh, by an un, uh, the, by a member of this city council when it was questioned initially. So okay, that, that, I don't know who that city council person. I I can't remember who it was. I just yeah. remember that it but, that it, me, it was a statement that was made. Let, let me say this: the Eleventh Circuit, the Eleventh Circuit Court of Appeals, which governs um, you know the federal courts uh, in in Florida and Alabama and Georgia says that if the state law, uh, the, the statutory immunity law, which in this case, in Florida's case, is 7682898, if that statute uh, does what qualified immunity does, which is protects state actors not only from liability, it also protects state actors from suit, so you can't even bring them in. So if it protects them from suit and liability, then that statutory uh, immunity acts like qualified immunity. And... What I'm saying is that Florida's statute um, behaves kind of like qualified immunity, except, except when the state actor behaves or the, with uh, bad faith, malicious purpose, or willful wanton reckless disregard. That, I mean, that, that, and that comes from that comes from a case called Keck. Uh, Keck, I think Keck versus the minister is the case. I mean, I'm not reading anything right now. I'm just, you know, I, I have. Yeah, a, you're going off memory. I, listen, no, that's no, a I, good I thing, a, brother. I have a case. I have a case. Uh, I, I sued the, the, the city of Tampa, the, uh, the, the county of Hillsborough, and mm-hmm. been battling for a minute. The Eleventh Circuit just came back with a bad decision from an appeal, and I'm working on getting the case to the Supreme Court based on a jurisdictional question, which is different. So, but I'm saying I know this stuff because, like, I I've had to deal with it. For, you know, quite some time. And right. what I'm saying is, if 
yes, there are some instances when qualified statutory immunity looks like qualified immunity in Florida. There are some instances when that happens. But what I'm telling you is, based on Florida statute, there are instances when they don't qualify for statutory immunity, and so they don't they don't fall under the umbrella of statutory Florida statutory immunity that looks like qualified immunity. And I'm mm-hmm. saying, at least in those cases, mm-hmm. you know, like if the police arrest you for no reason, they know they shouldn't, or they, you know, slap you, beat you up, or something like that, you know, that's, that, you know, that, that calls into question bad faith, malicious purpose, willful wanton, and, and at least since the Florida legislature won't protect them, there's no justification for the city city council to, to, to protect them either. That's the point I'm making right now. Right. So I'm not saying that you're completely wrong, but please understand that that, that qualified immunity is a federal thing. However, there are some statutory immunity laws that, that kind of look like qualified immunity. And I but do have a question for you real quick. have exceptions. Go ahead, Nicole. How does uh, Leobor fit in with this, the oh, law, enforcement, law enforcement oh, officer Bill of Rights? Uh, so I don't, I don't know nothing about what that is. That, <laughs> that, 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 that doesn't come into play. And my daily situation, I, I might need to know about it, but can you tell me something about it? And then I can perhaps answer that question a bit better. I just don't know. Well, I mean, it sounds like something uh, independently drafted, perhaps by, you know, in any city that has, uh, you know, uh, law enforcement. To my so I, knowledge, it's Florida state law and it covers uh-huh. um, police officers, sheriffs, sheriffs and uh-huh. um, like uh County or like prison officers, I forgot the actual word for that. Um, And it's kind of it gives them a a bill of like it says in the title, a bill of rights to questioning. So one of the things is um, they get to know all the people who have complaints against them. They get to know um, and have the recordings of everything they've testified or everything they've said within seventy two hours, I believe. And um, they also get to be questioned at a quote appropriate times of the day and they get to take little breaks um all of which people regular people don't have when being questioned yeah you know what i don't i don't know uh i know for example i mean this might be part of the the right thing i know if i want to get a cop to court i have to give them five where i have to subpoena them five working days ahead you know, uh, of the time I want to get them in court. And, you know, like you said, uh, so-called regular people don't have that. But I'm glad you raised that question because you reminded me to make a point that I failed to make a big goal. Um, there's one thing that you can do to get the information you seek, uh, individuals, and perhaps the board itself. You know what it is? Do what Andrew Joseph did. Sue them. Because when you sue them, they got to respond to discovery. Sue them. Don't be scared. Don't be scared to sue them. Don't be afraid to sue them. Sue them. If you want the information, they got to give you the information by law. But, you know, you're just sitting around asking, waiting on subpoena power, whatever. No, sue them. Sue them. Sue them. <laughs> sue them. And then you got, they got the answer. They have to, they have to provide answers to interrogatories. They have to show up uh, for, for depositions. They have to provide what the, uh, what's called, um, uh, uh, they have to provide uh, records of production. So the, the videos, the, 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 all the evidence you say that they get to see first and all this stuff, they got to do it when you sue them. Yeah, sue them. Okay. All right. Yeah. 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 We want to, we oh, we got a phone call. Hey, man. Thank you, brother African. You all right, man? All right, man, man. Brother, look, I told you already, I have no complaints. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> well, you get hype. You get hype, and I love it when you get hype, brother. Hey, man, thank you so much, man. That's the remedy. That's, that's the remedy. If you want the information, show them. That's it. And, I mean, and on the grant, before that, get your own video. Take a few hundred dollars, you know, put put, put a little money aside. Put put a camera in your car. They're pretty, they're pretty inexpensive these days. Mm -hmm. Get your own video. Mm -hmm. The police ain't the only one with all the video. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, uh, get your own video. So you don't have to wait on what they're going to release and all that. Have your own video. And I would say Africans should ride at least uh, two at a time like the police do. The police, they, after, after my man, after my man, but like, you know, I don't know. But after Dante Morris did what he did, put his foot down and made sure they couldn't kill him, police started riding two at a time. That, that's when they did it. And um, Africans should ride two at a time. And somebody should have a camera. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Somebody mm -hmm. should have a camera. Get your own video. Mm -hmm. so you, and I, 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 I promise you it makes a difference when you get to court. I promise mm -hmm. you that. Seen it too many times. Mm -hmm. But when they have control of the video, like the Arthur Green Jr. case, the police, uh, uh, Jane Boyle Connor Caster had control of the video. We ain't seen the video yet, right? You know, the public ain't seen the video yet. Some of us have, but it wasn't released to the general public, not by the not by uh, the Tampa Police Department. They weren't trying to be transparent as uh, Two-Faced Jane Caster uh, always say, I'm transparent. But no, no, no. She was as opaque as could be when it came to the Arthur Green Jr. case. But if we, if, if somebody had the video, it would have been like George Floyd instead of this uh, thing that the... the uh, uh, um, um, the young Green Junior family had to languish through for, you know, since 2014. So it's important. And these are strategies that we can employ ourselves. We ain't got to wait on the city and this council to, to prove this. No, no, no. No, ride two, ride two at a time, like, just like the police. We do like them. Ride two at a time. And, and, you know, and don't, don't let the camera be the only thing you have that can shoot. You know, and, and make sure you get video. Make sure you do that. And, if they do wrong, show them. <laughs> you can get all the information you need through the stuff. <laughs> all right, man. Yo, right. hey, thank you, brother. All right, brother. I appreciate you allowing me to see him. That's just an important point. Because Andrew Joseph Jr., it, it, it just didn't happen for him. He worked. He fought. That's he right. He did things, you know what I'm saying? And That's right. He had to do, even through the you know, anguish that we imagine he had to pay and whatever, he, he fought even still. You know what I mean? And so, and, and we... You know, we just, yeah, it's not enough just to say uh, he won or something like that. You've got to say, you know, he fought. And that's right. why he won. Right. All right. All right. Absolutely. But I'm done for real. Now, man, thank you for allowing me to share. Ooh. All right, brother. Peace. Peace. Um, we have uh, our next caller. Next caller. Caller, you're on the Sunday Forum. Good morning. Good morning. It's Darwin. He's just chiming in on it. Good morning. Good morning. What's going on, brother? Ain't nothing, man. I'm listening to the conversation. I'm enjoying it as usual, especially the intelligentsia flying off. Big <laughs> kudos, kudos to you, Brother Life, and all your uh, board members right there. You got at the board. But I, I'd like to uh, commemorate or, or there's people that's been in this area that's been fighting for legal for a long time and they didn't get no recognition. I mean, I, uh, Life mentioned the level circuit court I went to the, when I was a uh, Pro se advocate, they turned the whole state and system against me, especially the attorneys. They they put where I couldn't get an attorney, and they started saying stuff to me like, because I had a uh, article written about me for doing uh, criminal and civil case. I went to trial on both of those, mm -hmm. and the uh, civil trial was when an old lady hit us on seventy five in the back, 
and um, I made a mistake because I was doing it myself. And the only reason I made a mistake because I'm gonna say this so people understand this. Life made a very important point about that, but there's something missing out of the equation, and that is that the guy fought, but he had somebody helping him. He had people on his side, which was a very good thing, which was a commendable thing for this area. Kudos to people who help people who and die straight. Mm-hmm. Because when I met mine, it became a political thing. You know what I'm saying? It's uh, this guy uh, versus everybody else. And, and they, they tried to make my whole life a living hell based on that. And I just wanted to share something with you about how they actually operate. This is why I said what I said, because when I went, uh, we had an accident. We went to an attorney, and the attorney told me straight in my face, I will help your mother and your wife, but you and your sons I would not represent. And I was appalled, man. Wow. I told him, for that reason, and for that reason alone, we don't need your damn help. You understand? Mm-hmm. Because I saw what he That's the same thing as I'll give a woman a house, but the man can't stay in it. See, that's that same premise. And I understood that. And so I called, and I'll tell you the truth. I didn't get anything. They didn't give us anything. We, we so-called won the case, but they didn't give us any damages. They had fixed it so they could destroy the damage. And the reason that happened because we was in Pasco County, which is a very racist place. I'll tell you straight up, it's very racist. And so we went to court. We walked, and we don't let black folks down in Pasco County in the courthouse. And it came to a point where they said, you, you're not a lawyer. You, uh, down here, you got your family in court. I had put them in court. I know how to do all that. And uh, they say, we're going to throw you out because you're not a lawyer. You can't do this. So I went to the 11th Circuit of appeals. This is why I'm chiming on what life said. And they granted me authority to represent my family like a lawyer without going to bar any of that. I right. swear on, 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 on my mama, man. I had the faith and I thought about it a couple of years ago and say, hell, they actually turned me into a lawyer. <laughs> yeah. Ain't that something? Yeah. Just to beat me down. That was what it was for. Well, he can't win. But I won anyway. I just didn't know all the little nuance. I couldn't figure it out because nobody in my family's attorney. Nobody in my family's a professional. Nobody had taught me anything. You weren't expected was, to do that. No. The, 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 you weren't expected to do that, as as is the case in most situations regarding our community. Uh, we're not expected to read. We're not expected to uh, fight back. We're not expected to vote. We're not expected to do much of anything. Why? Because for the most part, uh, we're seen as, number one, undesirable. Number two, many of us are just, they just write us off as being poor. Um, and, and if you are poor, uh, then you are not expected to respond in kind. That's but You're not expected to be intelligent, right? And you Well, shoot, your economic standing has, has no bearing on your intelligence and your ability to to represent yourself, uh, or to to speak, or to fight back, or to do anything in defense of your community, and your family, and yourself, you know your intelligence is has, has nothing to do with your intelligence at all. Well, I've been listening to that in our energy, and that's what the brother like was having that energy that we have in our DNA is uh, uncomprehensible. It does things that we are not aware of. And so it's very important that we do fight through things because they are trying to suppress that insight and that intellect within you. And they have done a good job of suppressing most people. Now, I sued uh, the city of Tampa and found this out about the qualified immunity thing. 
you have to actually sue the mayor. And that's probably why, like said, what he said about the lady, that's why she was doing that high stuff because, see, the mayor controls a lot of stuff goes on with the police. So when I went through there to sue the police department, they say, you can't sue them unless you sue the uh, mayor. So when I tried to sue the mayor, six times, brother, at least, I delivered the subpoena. My, I mean, I delivered the complaint myself to the mayor's office. I had certified mail. I did everything you could do. And they told me that I never delivered anything, that mm-hmm. I never did. This is the kind of psychology they use. Now, I'm very aware, because I was in federal courts, too, that there was a case that I had studied it a while before this that said that it was this guy, they did the same thing to him. That's why it's very important to do your research. And he, after he did all that, he, he had to go to the Supreme Court, and the Supreme Court found that he had been served them based on the way he did it and the way it was. Now, I knew all this. Mm-hmm. I knew a lot of stuff. But you get tired of fighting a whole bunch of devils, and ain't nobody but you, okay? I'm fighting for everybody, not just for Ronnie. I'm fighting for everybody had a right to do it. You're indigent. You have always a right to go sue. You can sue anybody. You're indigent. You go in there. I don't have the money. I want to file. I want to charge these people. They did this to me. You have the right to do that. You should do it because they're just operating on you're not going to do anything. You're nobody. Nobody cares about you. That's right. And I didn't I didn't let that stop me, Walter. And I know you ain't let it stop you in life. No, everybody is going to be walking around letting people just step on their rights. No, you don't do that. I'm not your doormat, man. Yeah, and we don't have to see what happened with me in that case. I told you about the first one. That was a civil case. I left the door open because what they were trying to do was make me shut the door by going to the Supreme Court and affirm that if a person like me came into the court, that this is the remedy. Just shut him down, do him like this, and close the damn door. So I left the Supreme Court uh, the, 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 the uh, answer to the questions that, in my case, I left that door open for the future for people who can fight it and beat it and reverse all of that because that's our law goal. It don't go, I go fight all the way to the Supreme Court and then once they put it in ink, I'm through. You know, and then that's still not the case, Walt, because you see Roe vs. Wade was put in ink and then they turned around and uninked it. Right, amendments, amendments. Yeah. That's what happens. So, that's so what when happens. they lie to us, like, there's nothing you can do. It's final. This is it. That, that's the language they use on us with this garbage. We need to learn our own language and learn the king's language too because they're using it to distort things and destroy us and then use all kind of maniacal uh, of mechanisms and machinations to tell you stuff and distort you and, and deprive you and keep us in a place that we don't belong. Right. And that's all I want to say today because you guys be on it, man. I'm on it too because I <laughs> you, know, you get the knowledge out. Get the knowledge out. Knowledge is Appreciate powerful. you, man. Appreciate you. Yeah. All right, brother. Hey. Appreciate you more. Y'all have a good one. Take care, brother. Take care. All right, you too. Thank you, sir. Boy, you opened up a can of worms this morning, huh? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Good grace of life. Good grace of life. And they think you're Yumiko. <laughs> yeah. This is Miss Rodriguez. Okay. We. <laughs> so listen, we we have a um, we we're doing a storm watch, right? Yeah. We have a hurricane in. That is, no one's able to say exactly what direction this thing is going in. No, but if it comes here, I'm going to have to probably spend the night yeah, at work. Yeah, you're going to have to come over to the station. No, I'm going to have to spend the night. <laughs> no, I'm going to have to spend the night at work because I work in healthcare, and that's the rule. Oh, yeah, that's if, right. That's right. You got you your first. If you responder. work during the storm, you, yeah, which yeah. I think is ridiculous, but yeah. 
No, got to. Got hopefully, to. hopefully it doesn't come when I work. So, I'm supposed to work Wednesday. Let's hope not. Yeah. Let's hope. Let's hope it doesn't come at all. Yeah. Let's hope it, it. It. Well, unfortunately, I hope it. I hope it goes out into the westerly direction. Yeah, because they were saying it could go to Texas or uh, Louisiana, right? Right, all right, right. right. I, you know, I, I don't. I don't wish it on anybody, but I don't need it here. Mm-hmm. We don't need it here. Yeah. Tell you that right now. Um, so, Ian, we're trying to watch it and make sure of where it's going to go. We hope that resources will be, uh, will, resources are available to folks right now. Uh, if you are in your community, whatever you, whatever respective community you're in, please make sure that you're organizing, that you are preparing appropriately uh, ahead of time for Hurricane Ian. Um, the, we do not know what, it, what its trajectory is entirely. We have some idea. Uh, but we also know is that uh, there's a possibility for uh, anywhere between a Category 3 to a Category 5. Uh, so we've got to make certain that we have prepared appropriately for this storm. Okay? Uh, if, you ha- if, you are in, if you are in mobile homes, please evacuate. Go to a shelter. You cannot stay in a mobile home in 65 mile per hour winds. You don't need to do that. Anything beyond 65 mile per hour or more, you do not need to be in a mobile home. Okay? Please go to a shelter or someplace safe. All right? Uh, those folks on the coast, this is especially true for those people that are closer to the coast. Uh, please make sure you're evacuating appropriately. Give yourself some time to get out um, and get to someplace safe. It is not worth your life. It is just not worth your life. Okay? Um, so, all right. Having said all that, is there any more news? Any more cans of worms that need to be opened up? <laughs> nope. Anybody? Uh, all right. All right. Mabili, you are, you are totally uncharacteristically quiet, Mabili. Oh, I'm just listening. I, I there's always news. Uh, well, you know, I was just trying to figure out which one to talk about next. I know, right? I, I, <laughs> listen, I wanted to research it more about the governor and this immigrant issue. Um, I'm not happy about it, but before I, I speak on it, I want to make sure that I'm aware of everything, all the nuances uh, involved in it. So that I can uh, I can be able to speak intelligently about it. So I didn't want to say anything about that, um, but I do want to make sure that I put everybody on notice that I am going to talk about it at some point. Not today, but I am going to talk about it at some point um, because it does need to be addressed. It does affect our community in in many many ways, um, and we need to be aware of it. This man has operated. Um, like this is a, his a, a trafficker. Yeah, man, this is trafficking in humans. Well, what we can say, he is being uh, sued. So yeah, he, is. He, he, he's had, he has two lawsuits out on him right now because mm. of what he did um, with the immigration. So he's just sick, and I really, really hope that people go out and vote this time. Oh, Get this man out of office. If you Please. allow this man Please. to stay in this office, man, you know, you have no one to blame but yourself on that one. No one to blame but yourself. 
we we have been we have this opportunity. And now, mind you, mind you, there are tactics that are out there. Oh, there are tactics out there. Mm-hmm. But we have to be aware of those tactics. We are aware of some of those tactics. But the numbers, when numbers show up, you know, you can't beat the numbers. Yeah, it is what it is. All right. So let's let's be the num- let's let's get those numbers up. Let's get those numbers up, folks. This is the time. Let's do it. You heard it first right here on the Sunday Forum. All right. Hey, listen, we're going to come back in just a few minutes. We're going to have open lines. We're going to talk some more here on the Sunday Forum. We want to hear from you. Call in 813-239-9663. We have the uh, NPR coming up in a, in a few minutes. Um, but I am concerned, as you should be concerned, about these things that are happening in our state. Uh, there is a there is a ray of light, right? Yeah. Um, and that's coming from Washington D.C. with the IRA. The IRA. We're going to talk about that um, in the second hour of the Sunday Forum as we discuss that issue and what it means to our communities. And, and there's a lot of opportunity coming up right now. So we're going to take a break, get ready for NPR. And we'll be right back. This is Walter Smith II, along with the members of the 4th Estate Crew. And we will be right back with you on the Sunday Forum. Here on WMNF 88.5 Tampa, Sarasota, St. Pete. 